Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. From us here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. We made it. We made it to Friday. We it's made it. It's our first it. week. I can't yep. believe it. Yeah. Well, it's also Veterans Day. So shout out to all of our vets listening, uh, including my boo. He's a Navy vet. So shout out to him. Actually, uh, I think that means that we can go to dinner for free tonight. So we should Somewhere. probably do that. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> and, and can I shout out my family? I come from a family full of Marines. So shout out to all of the Marine families out there as well. Army, Navy, everywhere. You know, anybody's who served in the armed forces, we salute you. Thank you for your service. Indeed. Now we got Black Red News coming up and uh, Ron DeSantis wins big in Florida and claims his state is where woke goes to die. So we're going to talk about the huge disservice that he is doing to the people of Florida by choosing to be ignorant. We're also going to talk about Stevie Wonder who is out here FaceTiming people and I will share my own (laughs) Stevie FaceTime story. Uh, last but not least, a hip-hop legend wants no parts of YK West sampling their music. Which hip-hop legend is it? Stick around to find out. And make sure you stay connected to us, too, by the way. We're on social media at Seal Set It, all social media platforms. You think it? We're on there. You can also call us, too, at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Good morning, Philly. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... DJ Nails, and I am up. You are up, because we got to get into some black here news. And we're going to talk about Florida real quick. You see, Ron DeSantis, who has presidential ambitions at the chagrin of uh, the man who will not be named. Ron DeSantis basically has used woke, the term woke, to govern and create harsh policies. What does this mean? Let's actually hear him talk about it in his own words. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Can y'all hear my face? (laughs) Can y'all hear the face I'm making? First of all, okay, let's, let's break this down. Honestly, I feel like when he says woke, he's really just using that as a word to mean black. That's what I. So you feel the same way, Nils? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We will fight woke everywhere. And, and, And Florida's like, yeah. Now, even if that wasn't what he was saying, the idea of woke is simply just making a conscious effort to create equality and legitimacy for everybody. Uh Woke is being aware and alert about the consciousness that is needed to make sure that there is legitimacy and equality for black people 
And then this has been expanded to, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. But woke came out of the police killing of Mike Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Like woke was initially specifically about black folks, which is also why no matter which way you cut it, as I'm talking, I'm like, no, he talking about black folks. Like, that's it. Yep. End of story. And all you got is people down there in Florida cheering this man on. There's so many black folks in Florida. He thinks that he's the president of the United States already. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Mm -hmm. This is the dangerous part about this. As I talk to my family that's still down there in Florida, who voted, I actually voted in this election in Florida. Um, I, I, I just see this man is dangerous to the state of Florida. And I'm saying that because it's dangerous to have a governor govern a state with presidential ambition because mm-hmm. he's going to do things that it's serving him on a national platform and not the things that's going to be in the best interest of his constituents in his actual state that he governs. One million percent. I mean, listen, he had created a scenario where people were getting arrested for voting because they were apparently ex-convicts and didn't know that they had fines that they had to pay in order to vote. But they had been told by people that are in authoritative positions that they can vote. All of this is duplicitous. It is nefarious. And in layman's terms, it's terribly whack. So when we see this type of language, we know what's being said and we know what he's really trying to do. And it always ends up hurting black folk at the end of the day. Anything he does is always going to be for political points. The man grabbed migrants that came in this country Mm. and put them on a plane and sent them to Martha's Vineyard, saying that there's a border issue in Florida. (laughs) Where? We are not a border state in Florida. I was about to just, like, you know, go along, and then I realized, like, we so often end up having to state the obvious Because these folks be really trying to make people think that what is happening is not what is happening and vice versa. Ron DeSantis, we call him DeSatan because he absolutely does not care about his constituency. He definitely don't care about black folks. And he Mm -hmm. is absolutely for only his game. Be careful out there, Florida. If you're listening on the podcast right now, be careful out there, Florida. You're right. That whole presidential gains thing. This is a man that wanted to, he wanted to put together his own army in the state. You know that? Yeah, I heard about that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like, mm-hmm. this man is delirious. <laughs> yes. I, I just very, can't even he's, be, oh. he's delusional. And uh, we could sit here and just talk about how much we don't like him for a long time. But I would rather talk about someone we do like, you know, like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Who is out here FaceTiming people, which is... Right, you just said it to yourself. Like, what you mean, Stephen? What a face on people. Exactly. (laughs) We will talk about it next when we come back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, we are back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals with DJ Nails. You're always so happy. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Because I want people to feel joy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know what? You would feel joy if Stevie Wonder FaceTimed you, wouldn't you? (laughs) And confusion. (laughs) <laughs> if Stevie Wonder FaceTimed you nails, would you feel joy and also confusion? I, I would definitely feel the latter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, would be, Prince, I would definitely be confused. 
Prince Jackson says that Stevie Wonder FaceTimed him on Michael Jackson's birthday, you know, his dad, and he said it was nuts. And he was in for a big surprise during his late dad, Michael Jackson's 64th birthday, and Stevie Wonder FaceTimed him. Now, let me tell you, I can understand where Prince Jackson is coming from because I, too, have been FaceTimed by Stevie Wonder. No, no. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we did Smart Funny in Black in D.C., at the Kendi Center this year. And uh, there was a brother that came to the show with our good friend, Colby Cole. Mm-hmm. And he was Kobe. so excited about the show that he was like, oh my gosh, I got to tell Stevie Wonder about this. I was like, Stevie Wonder! And so I'm thinking that he's like going to like, I don't know, like send him a, a raven. I don't know. I didn't think he was going to like literally just call him on the spot. So he calls him on the spot and then he hands me the phone and it's Stevie on FaceTime. And I was like, wait, why are we FaceTiming? And Stevie said, I figured I got to see you before I meet you. Oh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, I was, I, I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but I was like, yo, could he at least, like, look at, was he looking at the camera? Was the phone yes, up? Yes, I mean, he, like, listen, <laughs> the only distinction was he had, I mean, he had shades on, so it's not like you could even see, but you know they say that Stevie could see a little something, 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 but, you know, Stevie, Stevie know what it is. He's like, this is for y'all. This isn't for me. <laughs> Like this, so y'all could just see that I'm really talking to you. But Stevie Wonder, hilarious. The fact that he made the joke before anybody could even say anything, he's like, I know this is ridiculous. This is for you. <laughs> so hey, he's a good Prince sport. Jackson got a surprise. He's a great sport. Stevie has to be a great sport because he's been in the game this long. It, I don't think anyone could be in the game this long and still be alive, kicking and creating and not be a good sport. Yeah. Man, I'm still tripping about Stevie Wonder FaceTiming somebody. Like, it just blows my mind. And you did it. I did it. What's your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Or not even just your favorite, but a song you love, because I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, Superstitious. My grandma used to always play that song so much. Really? Yeah. All, and Ribbon in the Sky, too. Ribbon in the Sky. Actually. Oh! That was my Nona's favorite song when I was a kid. And my Nona passed away when I was 10 years old back in... uh. I think it was 98 she passed away and um and it was from HIV um and that was like her favorite song of all time. This lady used to play the hell out of uh, Ribbon in the Sky. So I understand her because mm-hmm. I talked about it on my special I be knowing. I walked off a date because a dude said that he didn't like Stevie Wonder, he didn't like Ribbon in the Sky. And I was like, why are we even doing this? This is not going to work. I just walked off the train. I was like, we don't even got to we don't got to keep this going. I'm out. You that much of a Stevie Wonder fan that you walked out on a date? It's 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 beyond even just being a Stevie. It's like if you don't respect good music, what are we even doing? What are we even doing? How can you not be a Stevie Wonder fan? Like there's certain artists where it's like you just have to be at least respectful of the work. Like I'm not an Eminem fan, but I get it. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like you can't be like, oh, Stevie Wonder is overrated. I was like, what? <laughs> and I had to just leave. <laughs> Because I, I literally just now had to say to you, like, well, just name a song you love. Because, like, me, I have so many favorite Stevie Wonder songs. I have Visions. I have Ribbon in the Sky. But then I also have um, Overjoyed. But then there's also They Won't Go When I Go. But then there's As. You know, then there's Do I Do. I mean, there's just, that girl thinks that she's so bad. Like, I mean, there's just, listen, Golden Lady. I can go on and on and on and on. Big fan. Huge I feel like our friendship would have been over if I wouldn't have, I, I don't know a Stevie Wonder song, but I do know Stevie Wonder songs. So you ain't got to Yeah, this would, have just, this would have been a strictly work relationship and I would have been like, <laughs> don't text me on the side. 
up next, you know, these artists out here, they do not be handling business. Well, at least their people must not be because a hip-hop legend is not having it and is about to sue Yay K West for not getting a sample cleared. I'm going to tell you what sample it is, and I'm going to tell you what song it is when we come back. So stick around, because I'm going to explain it all right here at The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is a show hosted by me, Amanda Seals. <laughs> and, and DJ Nails. <laughs> now, okay, before we even really get into this, I got to tell y'all, I started talking about Boogie Down Productions and Karis One, and Nails was like, I'm not sure who BDP is. And we was definitely about to like jump down his throat, but I need to be honest. Nails, I need to be honest. I grew up in Florida too. I didn't know who KRS-One and BDP were until I moved to New York and I got my Columbia House set of 13 CDs for a dollar. And wow, Columbia House. Mm-hmm, oh taking gosh. it way back, back into time. <laughs> and, you know, basically got a crash course in hip hop. Now, of course, then I became a hip hop connoisseur and I actually have a master's degree in African-American studies with a concentration in hip hop. But that's another conversation for another time. Okay, but, I but let's be clear. Let's understand. be clear. I, I I know who KRS One is, and I know who Boogie <laughs> Down Productions is. You okay. use the initials. You're like, oh yeah, BDP. I'm like, who is BDP? And then I, <laughs> and then you actually said it. I was like, oh. Okay, but can you name a song? Step into. Okay. Of course. I've actually, okay. I actually have videos Redemption. of KRS-One literally freestyling an entire concert in Orlando at the Abbey. Like Redeemed. an hour and a half of just flat out freestyling the whole show. Trust me. Redeemed. I know who KRS-One is. Redeemed. In fact, KRS-One is Fat Joe's favorite rapper. That's the only rapper you'll see Fat Joe ever Still fanboy going. out for. And I saw, I'm sorry, I had to just go on and let you know. I had to make sure you knew. <laughs> Like, y'all ain't gonna play me up on this not radio show. No, okay, not at all. Touche. Touche. Well, somebody who tried to play BDP and KRS One is Mr. Yay K West. And he definitely didn't know who he is dealing with because he basically tried to put out, well, he successfully put out the song Life of the Party, which has Andre mm-hmm. 3000, my favorite rapper of all time, on the record. And he put it out on his stem player device. Now, I don't know if y'all know, but like Kanye dropped his Donda album, but he dropped it on a device. So in order to get the album, you had to, for a lot, you had to like get an actual device to hear it. Um, Mm -hmm. And according to legal docs obtained by TMZ hip hop, the company that owns the track that's sampled on that song says that they did not pay them. South Bronx is a sample. South Bronx. The South South Bronx. South, South Bronx. And they said that they had started conversations to have the song licensed. And then Yay K and his people decided that they didn't want to do it. But then they still put out the song. You gotta pay up. You gotta pay up. Basically, um, in the first 24 hours of dropping Donda on the stem player, they made around $2.2 million. Jeez. So you're going to have to come Jeez. off of that for the Bronx. You're going to have to come off of that. And, and and Kanye is not a stranger to sampling. Honestly, I will give the man his just due. Like, the man is a master at sampling records, too. I mean, listen, he knows better. I think at this point, he's not the one sampling. Like, he has, like, a whole team of people that do all the albums. Yeah. And he basically just says, like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. But he does know the business. And you mm-hmm. know who else knows the business? KRS, which is why his name stands for Knowledge Reigns Supreme Over Nearly Every Everyone. I knew it was something about knowledge. See? (laughs) Knowledge is the plea of nearly everybody. 
There you go. <laughs> um, well, you know, everybody coming for you, AK. So that's what happens. When you come outside, you might get wet. Hello. Follow us on all socials at Seal Said It or call 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next, I am going to be checking in with you, my peoples right here in Philly and Jers. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Seal Said It or call 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next, Nails, are you excited? We have a new feature. Oh, wait, hit, hit it. Things I learned this week. Yeah. <laughs> Where I will tell you what I learned for the first time this week. And I want to hear from you guys what you learned too. So stick around because it's the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your day is starting off good, and it's going to only get better because you're listening to The Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails, and welcome to Friday. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. (laughs) I'm such a Black Panther fan, so excited, and we will talk about that later. But first, I got to let y'all in on our new Friday feature, Things I Learned This Week. And I will tell y'all some of the things I learned, like how Trump lost some of his power and uh, a bit more. So I'll explain later. Make sure you stick around for that. It's also, again, Wakanda time, so we're going to get into that. And we have our Big Up Let Down. Y'all know you come here every day to hear what we're going to big up and what we're going to let down. And I want y'all to make sure that you stick around for this one. We will discuss all of that and more. So make sure you stay connected with us on all socials at Seal Said It. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. All right. It's the Amanda Seal Show. (sighs) I love learning. So I thought (laughs) I would create a segment where every week I tell y'all about some stuff that I've learned in these last seven days. Now, of course, the election has been overwhelming everybody. So I learned some things related to that. And one of those things is the fact that brothers be voting. You know, this internet can really skew your reality because there's so many bots, there's so many folks that are just loud hoteps, etc., that it really was a false representation of what brothers are really doing at the polls. And I was so happy to see, specifically in Georgia, how many brothers were at the polls. And not only were they there, but they were voting for Stacey Abrams in large, great numbers. So I want to shout out to all of the black men who are taking their civic duty seriously, hitting up the polls, and being a part of change. I also learned that Trump ain't the Trump card they thought he was. Yes, he learned that too. You see, Republicans are now saying that they messed up their shot at the red wave because they tagged along with this fool. Now, I could have told you 
that. But of course, they had to do things the hard way and get behind this jackhole. Now, what I love, though, is how many Americans <laughs> said, you know what? Mm, I don't really like that guy, so I'm not going to go along with it. And this ties back to what I said about the Internet in the last part. These Internet folks make it seem like this cult following of Trump is so big. But it kind of goes along with like the picture that we saw at the inauguration where he had cropped out all of the empty spaces. And so it looked like there were way more people than there uh-huh. really were. Mm-mm. Last but not least, this week I learned about trusts. No, not trusts like, yo, you trust me. Trusts as in the protection of your assets and the oh. fact that black folks apparently used to do this all the time. Now I know nails. Have you heard of, you've heard of trust fund babies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Trust funds. Yeah. I think we've always heard of trust fund babies and it's kind of like, Oh, these rich kids that have, you know, this, um, this wealth of money that's waiting for them when they reach a certain age because they've yep. got family money. Well, you know what? Black folks, we have been tricked because so many of us do not create trust to protect our assets because we think either one, our assets aren't valuable enough to protect or two, Mm. that really trust is for some white people. And the truth is, it is not. So many of our greats, Aretha Franklin, uh, Prince, even Chadwick Boseman passed away without living trusts and so their assets and their estates were not able to be dispersed and protected when they passed away and then it ends up getting the law involved and the courts etc and now their will of how they wanted things to be done is no longer existing and now their families are having to scramble so biddy mason was a black woman who way back in the day in california had kept her estate in a trust and so when she passed away they could not sell her land and so Mm. that is how her land ended up continuing to pass forward and for black folks in order for us to have generational wealth we need to protect our wealth for our families even when we are gone. So look into getting a trust. I am starting to do that and going through that process. And I think it's something that we need to understand is not just for rich folks. What it is, is for folks who care about how their family is protected once they move on. Yeah. I I need to ask about mine. And once I start making a little bit of money, (laughs) You're making it already. That's my point. The reality is that the trust is simply just saying, when I pass, this is who I want to get my stuff. This is who I want to be the person who disperses these things. And this is how I want this to be carried forth so that people aren't put in a situation where they're having to be contentious and arguing and this is mine and that's hers, et cetera. You know Mm. what I mean? It's just really thinking about the future beyond your own existence. And so many of us are, I think, afraid to do that, which is why we're also afraid to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. But it's necessary. And black folks, we've been here and we're going to continue to be here. So we need to start thinking about how to make sure we protect our stuff when we're no longer here and our people still are. That is my things I learned this week. Now, what did you learn this week? I would love to hear from you. So make sure you hit us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8. I want to hear how you have moved through the world and discovered things that you didn't know before. It's my favorite thing to do. When we come (laughs) back, we are going to keep on keeping on with the Big Up Let Down. We also got to talk about Wakanda Forever, which is out today. Now, it's not going to be the same without Chadwick, but we still got to make sure we show the love. How are we showing up, y'all? Because I'm wearing all white. We'll discuss it next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up. 
We're back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. Hanging out with Nails, and it's Wakanda Friday. Wakanda Friday finally here, Amanda. I've been waiting for this for quite some time, and so have the actors who are a part of the film. They've been going through so much to get to this point, mm-hmm. and Lupita wanted to talk about it. Let's see what she got to say. The first film opened me up to the world in a way that I could not have anticipated. That's legacy building, you know. We went through pandemic. We lost Chadwick Boseman. I experienced a whole lot of grief and disillusionment. And then to be asked to come back to a story that was very much embracing the loss that we had experienced, it was reassuring, you know, that art could imitate life in such a close manner. And Nakia, we meet her at a point where she is more advanced in her grief process than I was, but because I was playing her, I got to learn from her in ways that are invaluable. Wow. That's so incredible. I really love Black Panther. I'm so happy to get to see this sequel. I'm so happy that they continue to forge forward because the people need it. Now, I'll tell you, I have seen Black Panther 50, 11 times, and I'm going to see what kind of forever, probably 50, 12 times. You say you're going to wear all white to it, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. People, family, familia, what are we wearing? Okay, because when we came to Black Panther, we was giving you all of the kente. We was giving you all of the vibes, the Zulu beads. We were doing it. What are we doing for this one? I, my suggestion is tonight, we are in all white. Okay, for T'Challa, for Chadwick. I think we're giving them all white. Well, I don't know what y'all doing, but that's what I'm doing. Wakanda forever. Coming up next, I'll give you my big up, let down. I do this every day. I give some props for some dopeness. I give some blows for some whackness. And uh, we got to talk about Brittany Griner. It's definitely going to be a letdown, unfortunately. So I'll tell you what's all going on with her over there in Russia when we come back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Hanging out with Nails. And we're about to give you the big up let down, okay? Who's getting the props? Who's getting the blows? You know who's getting the props, Nails? Who? Gen Z for hitting these poles and saving all of our asses. At you know, I didn't expect them to even be out. And like I didn't see them as as energized as I expected them to be on social media and everything, but they showed their ass up. Listen, I'm the same way. I really kind of thought that they were looking at Things like, oh, our votes don't matter. Like, this system is defunct, so why even bother? But that simply wasn't the case on Election Day. And when you saw the lines at colleges to vote, it was really like, yo, Mm -hmm. y'all ain't playing around. Because they're making history by voting for their future. And what's happening is that, you know, the baby boomer generation is passing away. These kids are the next big generation, and they are going to be making the future that they want through their votes and other things, of course. It's not just voting, but it was just really dope to see them out because, you know, as they say in that good book, it says the children will lead them. And even though they ain't the kids, when it comes to adulting, they're just in the beginning of their journey. So I'm so happy and proud of you, Gen Z. And you know what? I'm also thankful. Thank you for your service because I think I still got another like 40 years here. And so I need y'all to be hitting the polls to make sure that I get the best out of them 40. I'm now, so I let down. What was that? I said, I'm so happy they did that. They're actually fighting. I think this is what, what fueled their fire, right? Gen Z is fighting a battle that their grandparents had already thought that they won with Roe v. Wade. Ooh, you better so, say shout that. out to Gen Z. 
And they're fighting new battles with the environment, right? Yep. And yep. with the equality for LGBTQIA plus folks, yep. you know, like it's really a new landscape that a lot of folks, to your point, thought that they had figured out. And you know yep. what? The fight continues. Mm-hmm. The fight also continues for our letdown. Uh, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who has been incarcerated in Russia uh, due to a marijuana vape pen, is now being transferred to a Russian penal colony. And she will now be at a labor camp. And, you know, this is not a small thing. Um, you know, for this whole process to be reaching this point means that America just did not, was not capable of getting her out of there. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's a lot to say, particularly then when Russia is like embroiled in a war with an American ally, it doesn't necessarily seem like um, this would be something that we could even like fight against, but Biden addressed it. And he hopes that, um, you know, since this election has passed, that he'll be able to get Putin to be more realistic about what's going mm -hmm. on. You know mm -hmm. what I don't like seeing, though, is how many people are like, oh, well, you know, she played herself. You go to a country and you break the law. This is what happens. Right. OK. I, I see it on social media and it's yeah. disgusting. I know people say life isn't fair. And that to me is a man made like cop out because life is oftentimes is not fair simply because people are not fair. You know what I mean? Like there are Ooh. things that happen like natural disasters, et cetera. You don't have no control of that. But when we say life isn't fair and it's because somebody's just a mean person, that's not life not being fair. That's that person not being fair. I don't feel like being sent to a penal colony is a fair punishment for her crime. And, and when you say penal colony, you're talking about pretty much like labor, hard labor, right? Yep a labor camp not for no vape pans it's not Man. like she was out in russia slanging you know what i'm saying it's not right. like she was out in russia with keys you know like i'm trying to get this weed off no she had vape pens and she was leaving by the way so uh you know it's a it's a very tough time and it really is a letdown and we're going to continue to hope and pray and uh, and make sure that we are continuing to tell our senators and Congress people that we want to see Brittany Griner home. And let's send out some high vibrations to Brittany through this very, very difficult time and hope that she can still keep hope alive long enough to come home to us. And, now, and shout, out to us her, shout out to her, um, her fiance as well, because her fiance has been fighting for her since day one. And, and I think she deserves some uh, some kudos, too. So shout out to her fiance. I just wanted to put that out there. Well, follow us on all socials at Seal Said It or call 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the Big Up Let Down. Coming up next, we're going to check in with you on this Wakanda Forever Friday. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Philly, Philly, Philly. Your girl Amanda Seals here and I will be in your Philly streets all weekend. So first of all, check me out tonight. I'll be hanging out at Reserve on Arch Street saying hello to our listeners at the 90s After Work Mixer with DJ Caesar. Then on Saturday, I'll be stopping by our Thanksgiving giveaway at 52nd and Parkside at ShopRite. Then Saturday night, you can check me out at the Miller Theater doing stand-up comedy. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. If you want to make sure that you don't miss any of these things, then stay connected with us on social media at Seals Said It. More of the Amanda Seals Show up next. We are 
McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. Good morning. It's Nails here. Now, coming up this hour, we're going to get you some black ear news. You know, this man, Ron DeSantis, he won big in Florida and claims his state is where woke goes to die. And it's like, well, yeah, we've noticed, but also that that's not something to like really be proud about. Okay. <laughs> also, speaking of woke, we got my homie, Mark Lamont Hill. Yes, that is a Philly bull. And he is coming on to discuss the aftermath of the election. I love having the smarties come through and share their smartness with us. So we're going to discuss all of this and more. And make sure you hit us up at Seal Set It on all social media. Shout out to Christy from Jersey who hit us up on IG at Seal Set It. You can also call us up 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. This right here, it's the Amanda Seal Show. Ooh, ooh. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. And we have our first guest. Yay! He's a very smart man. He's a very black man. And he is a very good man. And my very, very, very good friend. Y'all give it up for Philly's own Mark Lamont Hill joining the show. What's up, y'all? So, okay. I wanted to bring you on because we've been talking about this election all last week and everything that was going on. And I wanted to bring on somebody that could help give us kind of like an overview comprehensively on how we can move move forward next steps but also like on you know i want to talk to you about what they thought was going to happen and what did happen and why you think it did etc basically i wanted to bring on a smart man a smart <laughs> black man to talk about this election because i've been talking about it and nails and i've been talking about it all week and i want to bring on somebody else to bring in their perspective and you are somebody who really knows this space so can you just tell us off top how do you feel about how this election played out i feel pretty good you know the outcome wasn't great but it was it was supposed to be a bloodbath right it was supposed to be just a major behind whooping and it ended up not being that and it ended up not being that because young people black people poor people college students all the people who get counted out decided to not listen to the predictions and to actually show up and do the thing anyway. And they voted and they they were like a, a wall against against uh, that red tsunami everybody talked about. Why do you feel like the media really planted their flag in this whole red tsunami of things? Well, I mean, the, the numbers suggested that, the polls suggested that, um, also history suggested that. I mean, you got mm. Democrats controlling the, the, the Congress, both chambers of Congress, the House and the Senate, you have Democrat in the White House. Usually studies show, polls show that when 
one party has control over a lot, America needs to change. They don't like when one party controls everything. So usually if everybody's in control of something, you see an ass whooping in the middle. Same thing happened with Barack Obama uh, in 2008 when he had a super majority. He not only had both chambers, but he also had um, 60 votes in the Senate. And next thing you know, the Republicans came through with the Tea Party in 2010 and it was like a storm. So that, that's why, you know, there's all the reason. I mean, look at it like this. John Fetterman won, but he needed Oprah, Barack Obama. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about what he needed. To right. just, just Dumbledore. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, it was a it was a battle. It's it, it it was a struggle, and, and that's why people thought it was going to be a bloodbath. And, and you know how when you just mentioned polls suggested this, polls suggested that. We've seen over the past few election terms, like the polls have not been accurate. Do you yeah. feel they still carry the same weight as we go into 2024? They tell a story, right? And that's the thing. Mm statistics, polls, all this stuff, they are snapshots of something. The question is always a validity question, as we say in social science, right? Does it measure what it's supposed to measure? In other words, the polls do tell us something. They often tell us how white people are going to vote. They tell us how middle-class people are going to vote. They tell us how nine-to-fivers are going to vote. Um, and that's important to know. What we can't do is, a, is let polls tell us what our future has to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, especially when we know young folk don't reply to those polls. Any of y'all ever reply to a poll? It's just like when they talk about Nielsen ratings. You right. know, I've never seen a Negro in a Nielsen box. So when they tell me a show isn't getting watched, it is getting watched, I'm like, that isn't necessarily what my family thinks or my neighborhood thinks. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we we have to use polls, but one, we have to be more um, expansive in who we put in the polls. And two, we can't be prisoner to the polls. Well, when we come back, I want to talk to you about this idea that, you know, black men aren't voting. Um, and I think that was a narrative that was very much present in this election. So I want to get your thoughts on that. And I also just want to talk to you about where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? <laughs> she go with when the we same. come back. <laughs> when we come back right here to the Amanda Seals show, we got Mark Lamont Hill checking in. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm DJ Nails. And this is the Amanda Seals show. Don't move. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, Philly? We are back here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And DJ Nails right here with another 215 guy on the Amanda yes. Seals Show. Mark Lamont Hill joining us to talk about these elections and breaking on down. Now, Mark, I was telling you that, you know, there definitely was a narrative that was being put out there that black men need to show up, that they weren't supporting, particularly Stacey Abrams in Georgia. We see now that that actually is not the case. Where do you feel like this um, this idea this theory came from and do you feel like there was any truth in folks even getting behind this yeah you know it's really frustrating because black men we get blamed for so much stuff you know what i mean crime violence educational anything that's wrong a lot of times we get blamed for and this just became another thing is there any is it based in anything or it's lightly it's lightly dipped in truth right black men are the second most loyal Democratic Party voter. But black okay. women are by far the most. So yes, if you're Stacey Abrams and you're expecting 93, 94% of black women to vote for you, mm-hmm. yeah, you're only going to get about 89% of black men. But that's a hell of a lot of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, frank, and, and frankly, our, our Stacey Abrams support was consistent with our National Democratic Party support, which is around 89, 90%. So yes, black women are the most dependable, like in every other area, like black women are the most dependable group of people in the world. That's a fact. 
But black men, we right there with y'all, you know, and I, I, do I wish the number was higher? Yeah. Do I wish we didn't vote for Trump at a higher rate than Well, that's what I was going to ask you next, because yeah. I feel like and I, I know and I was really happy to see that the actual numbers weren't reflective of like what I experienced on the Internet, which is a lot of brothers who are really pro Trump, who are pro Republican and also who are simply just very pro not voting at all. Right. Um, where do you feel like they're allegiance to these specific spaces lies because it but always confounds me i think some of these dudes just just like being different some people think that the only way to show intelligence is to be contrarian that if everybody's on it then i gotta be on something else you know what i mean i think with trump in particular though trump also reflects a certain kind of commitment that some men some black men have to having a dream of freedom that isn't for everybody to be free but to just be like white men and who is the better model of unchecked <laughs> whiteness, no accountability, being able to right. do what you want, say what you want, then die, and be rich. It, that, that's yeah. Donald Trump. So some people, I mean, even in hip hop, we had Donald Trump raps and Donald Trump fantasies before he turned yep. to a fool. You know, you know what? So like, all that to say, I think a lot of it was Donald Trump was singular in that way. So I think he drew even more black men. Um, and but there's also, like I said, the, the contrarianism that I think is, is frustrating. Now, well, what I think did. a lot. Of, oh, go ahead, Nels. No, I was going to say, as you mentioned, Donald Trump, and I saw how the polls and the predictions said that it was going to be a red wave in the midterm elections, and it wasn't. Now we're seeing people within the Republican Party pointing the finger at Donald Trump saying, this is your fault. Where do yep. you feel the Republican Party goes from here? Do you feel like they will speak up and speak out against him, or you think they still got their, their, their wagon hitched to him? They're scared. They, they're still scared of him. You know, they were pointing the finger at Donald Trump. Donald Trump was pointing the finger at everybody else. He, he even blamed his wife, right? For- <laughs> She put me on to Oz. I didn't want that guy. He's a real loser, you know. So it, it, it's like there's a way that Donald Trump was the was the way in. People rode people. All these all these wingnut extremist members of the House of, of Representatives. They came in on the back of Donald Trump. So a lot of people have hitched their fortune to him. But now they see another way. And frankly, for those who don't support Donald Trump, the other way is even scarier. And that's Ron DeSantis, because Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. He is Donald Trump but he can read. And when yes. you got somebody who is Donald Trump, but knows things, right. he can be more polished. He can be more presentable. He can make all the people who can't say they voted for Donald Trump at a dinner party, right? Who, who can't go in a polite, public polite space and say, I, I'm a Trump supporter. He can let all them off the hook and still have the same ugly policies, still have the same deep seated structural systemic racism and, and sexism and patriarchy play out in policy, the book bans, the immigrant, the anti-immigrant laws, all that stuff. So what you might see right now is people jump off of the Trump train and go on to DeSantis uh, campaign and the DeSantis future. DeSantis won the governorship reelection easy and he's going, he's going to the White House if we're not careful. And you tell him I'm come- from Florida. <laughs> right. Oh, you know. My mom is in Florida, <laughs> so we, we definitely understand. I really appreciate you always being willing to share your insights. You know, I definitely trust your thoughtfulness around this topic, and you do not talk out the side of your neck, and so you are always welcome to come back <laughs> here to the I Amanda Seal Show. It. Now, we actually have more with Mark Lamont Hill on the podcast. So for those of you who are listening right here in Philly and in Jersey, you can also listen to the Amanda Seal Show on our daily podcast where you can get some more of this interview and our talk with Mark Lamont Hill around this election and some other things. So make sure you go and check out that. Mark, thank you for joining us right here on 100.3 WRMB. We'll be right back with more of the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. 
up, we up, we up. Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals and... DJ Nails with our guest right now. Mr. Mark Lamont, doctor, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mark Lamont Hill. And this is our special uh, bonus question just for the podcast. So shout out to all of you all who are tuning in to us right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Make sure you subscribe and download the podcast. So Mark, continuing to our conversation, something that I feel like I really noticed and I want to get your thoughts on was that simply being black doesn't seem to be as much of a part of people's priority list around voting issues right mm. like i feel like what i and i'm i'm not sure if i'm just gleaning this incorrectly or but i want to hear your thoughts because a lot of people who were saying that they wanted to either vote republican or simply not vote at all i feel like their reasons had nothing to do with their community and i know a lot of us who are specifically choosing to vote for specific Democrats, not just blindly around Democrats, but specific Democrats, it is also aligned with those Democrats putting Black people and the Black community at the forefront of their platform. Do you think that that's like a real shift or am I bugging? I don't think it's a shift. I, I, I think it's happening. I think what you're describing is correct, I, I, but I'm not sure it's a shift. I think that's always been mm. the case. I, I think that people conceptualize community differently and people mm -hmm. think about uh, progress differently sometimes. And we've been taught over the last 30 to 40 years to increasingly think about progress as an individual um, mm. practice. So the idea is, well, the best way to get free is not for us to invest in community gardens or food or schools, but to make the, the market so open that we can all work harder and everybody has a chance to be Jay-Z. Everybody has a chance to get rich. Everybody mm. has a chance to be singularly special. And so Republicans are all about that. They make everybody feel like we're going to create the conditions so that everybody can be successful. I'll give you one quick example. The death tax. You know, th there's a tax that people want. And it's really, it's not really a death tax. I don't like, they call it, the Republicans call it a death tax. It's really, a t it's a tax that you would pay after passing away that, for wealth that you pass on to family, right? And it's for, it's yes. not for everybody. It's for people who make a certain amount of money. So for example, DJ Nails looks like he has a lot of money. So, so when, when you die, your 50 million, will go to family, but you have to pay a tax on that. Because what, other, what rich people are doing is holding on to large amounts of money right. and not paying with their fair share and then just passing it on to family who also wouldn't pay their fair share. So it's called a death, so, so the Republicans called a death tax. They're taxing you for dying. No, we're taxing you for having a whole bunch of money that you well, didn't pay And there was a conversation about how like Prince Charles in England, they have the same thing, but he is, uh, I guess immune from it, like the royal family didn't have to pay the death. Of course, they always make rules to, it's to shield themselves from the from the rules, right? But here's uh -huh. the interesting part: one of the most primary uh, groups that opposed the the tax the tax were poor people, particularly poor white people. Y'all will never have fifty million. You don't, yeah. But 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 what the what Republicans do and what the right has done in general is spin a world where everybody thinks they're just one hit away from having mm -hmm. this, right? That's why they vote for Donald Trump. Because again, he's just he represents what's possible. So I don't want them taking my fifty million dollars in tax. Bro, they never had fifty million dollars. They're not even gonna let you get fifty million dollars. Exactly. And your life will be better from the taxes that they pay on their $50 million. You'll have roads and schools and teeth and all that stuff, but they won't let <laughs> And teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he slid that in? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, 
they oppose it. And, and, and it's, it's, it's so incredibly frustrating. And, and it's not just white people. I mean, black people, we, we supported the crime bill and our kids got locked up, right? There's a yeah. way that, that we're trained differently. So a lot of those people voting Republican, it's not that they don't necessarily care about the community per se or that, they're, or that they're not responding to it. They're just taught that the way to help the group is through the individual, which is the exact opposite way of how we should be thinking about it. Well, I, I got one more question. Okay, good. I got one before before you ask that question. I just I wanted to go back to the election really quick, Lamont, and just yeah. something that just blows my mind, and I'm I'm still trying to figure this out right now. How do you feel people felt engaged enough to vote for Herschel Walker and make this race so competitive? Please, my God. Um, so. Walking Penub in all the wrong places. <laughs> I mean, the man probably didn't even know. Like I said, the man probably didn't even know. Like if he was red or blue that night. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So here, here's the Herschel Walker thing, and, and and the fact that Kemp was at the top of the ticket for governor, and he beat Stacey Abrams pretty handily. That's yeah. usually a good sign for everybody lower than him on the ticket, right? Right. Just like Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania, right where I'm at. Shapiro whooped Mastriano's ass. So that made it easier for Fetterman. It made it easier for everybody right. underneath. Right. The fact that Herschel Walker couldn't win despite having... Um, mm. So, okay. So we got to change our perspective now. <laughs> think about all the white people that... That means that people voted for Kemp over Stacey Abrams. Somebody said, I don't want Stacey Abrams. But I, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, I just can't take Herschel. Her, that's a bridge too far. Even I... This white people in clan hoods. I was like, all right, I just nah, I just can't. Right. So let me get it from that perspective too. However, to your point, Herschel Walker is not about Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is about control of the Senate. Yes. There are people who said, look, I want Republicans to have control of the Senate, and yes. I don't care who is in that seat. He just represents as long as he votes the way we need him to. It doesn't matter. The fact that he had 57 abortions doesn't matter. They're playing the, chess. They're playing chess, right? Because they know that even if he had 57 abortions, he's going to vote against abortion. So if I hate abortion and I think abortion is a murder, if that were my position, which of course it's not, if that were my position, then I might have to overlook Herschel's personal shit to be able to say, "You're going to do what I need you to do for my shit." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's why people are doing it. They don't care. And the fact that he's a caricature, the fact that he can also be a walking uh, example of uh, black ignorance, of black um, incuriosity, of, of black apathy, of all the things that we're stereotypically assigned to. If Chucking and jiving. Yeah. Exactly. Scratching when he don't itch, laughing when he not tickled, as Dr. King said. Like, if that if that's how you feel, then you get you get the vote, you get the Senate, and you, and you get a and you get and you get a, you get a step and fetch it for the next six years. Mm -hmm. Look at you. It's win-win. Well, since you broke it down that way, then I mean, it, it was not so bad after all. Uh, silver lining? Could have been silver lining. Could have been worse. That's all I'm saying. Could have been worse. Well, thank you, Mark, for, for always being willing to remind us of, um, you know, just honestly, just how deep the game really is. And I think, you know, when people talk about how Democratic and uh, I think there's a lot of conversation around like, oh, like you people just vote for who are voting for your feelings. You're voting for your emotions. That's why you're voting Democrat. That's not really the case, I think, for a lot mm -hmm. of folks. They just don't want to vote for people who are very actively against the people. It's harm reduction. Yes. I think there also, though, has to be 
a um, an offensive tactic, right? Like not just defense, but not defense, but an offensive tactic <laughs> that we have to put in place. And I personally do not believe that not voting is that, though no. there are a lot of folks that do. And my last question to you would be, what do you think, if you have any ideas right now, is the next step for us and the offensive tactic that we can approach the next election with? Or a part of that? We, one, we have to, we have to org, keep organizing. We have to expand the electorate. We got to increase the number of people that vote um, so that we can continue to win elections. Stacey Abrams was in the mix because she registered a whole bunch of new voters. She expanded the electorate. Did she win? No, but, but Raphael Warnock did. A black man and a Jewish man won Senate seats in Georgia because of Stacey Abrams. Yep. Right. She died so they could live politically. Mm-hmm. And so even when we lose, there's still a victory. You, you get what I'm saying? And so we have to look at this election and say to get on the to stay on the offense. We have to keep increasing the number of weapons we have. Right. J- Jesse Jackson um, talked about this in 84. Jesse Jackson lost in 84. But Jesse Jackson took people who had never voted before all across America and got them registered. And did he lose in 84? Yeah, but Dinkins won in 85. Did he lose in 88? Yes, but 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 Wilder won in 89 in Virginia. So, so we had black mayors in New York, we had black mayors and eventually black, excuse me, black governors and later black mayors in, in Virginia because of Jesse Jackson's registering folk. And so what we have to do is think about not just the short term, but the long term. Republicans have been have been taken over the state house. For three decades, we're so worried about the White House. They took over all the state houses, and then you and, and then you wonder why you don't you can't have a gender neutral bathroom, or, or why your schools don't have public libraries, or, or or whatever the thing, or your neighborhoods rather, but or whatever the thing might be. It's because they played a long game. They kept fighting against abortion, and everybody's saying they so dumb. They fight against abortion. Abortion been Roe v. Wade been a law of the land since blah 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 blah. They lost. They lost. They lost. They lost. And they lost until they won. So our losses into victories. So keep organizing. Keep registering, keep doing political education so people aren't just voting, but they have something to vote for. Right. And we do that and we can win. Well, we all won today by getting to hear you speak. You are such a host. That's such a hosty thing to say. <laughs> and she's where, rapping. And she's rapping. <laughs> where, where, can we, where can we get more Mark Lamont Hill? So I have a TV show called uh, The Griot with Mark Lamont Hill. I know, catchy title. Um, it is on the Grio, and it comes on at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So check your local listings anywhere you have cable. It exists. It used to be the same channel that Black News Channel was on. I worked there, too. So wherever you have BNC, now you have the Grio. And at seven o'clock, you have me every night covering topics just like this. You can also follow me on all social media, just at Mark Lamont Hill. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us and always being willing to share your knowledge. And you're officially the first guest ever of the Amanda Seal Show. No, I'm kind of geeky about that. I'm very excited about that. That was by design. Ah, thank you. Love y'all. Love ya. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show with DJ Nails. Good morning. 
And shout out to the homeboy, Mr. Mark Lamont, Dr. Mark Lamont Hill, who came through and shared his knowledge with us talking about the election. If you just missed that interview, no sweat. You can check it out on our podcast, The Amanda Seal Show, and you can get it wherever pods are casted. Now, we love that you guys be checking us out by checking in with us and hitting up that phone line. Let's see what some of our listeners had to say. Girl, I was out in public and I decided to just go ahead and bust out and to lift every voice and sing with the double clap. And I f***ed up all the people around me because the white people had never heard that version. Thank you for this amazing, petty thing to do out in public. You the best. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. What's good, y'all? It's your favorite funny girl and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm here with... Good morning, it's Nails. So, um, rapper, reality show star, Lil Scrappy, he's a head busser. He confronted his mother about the condition of how he was raised and how it affected him. And it was it was really impactful. I want to let y'all hear it. You know why I'm like I am with her? Because of what you saw me go through. I didn't know. No. I saw your lifestyle. I grew up in a whorehouse. I grew yep. up in a trap house. Yeah. So all I knew was that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I love you because you held it down and like you did what you had to do. But imagine you 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 never a had child to, point of view. You never you had to sleep it. with your mama 24 seven because you couldn't go in your room. Okay. You never had to walk in on my and dope. Yeah. You never had to walk in on my just just you know what I'm saying. The way I was raised, I had to deal with that because oh. everything that happened, I had to deal with that. And I'm still dealing with it because ain't nobody come and take me to give me no help. Ain't nobody got yeah. me no help. I got I learned about that when I got older. Okay. Hey, so do you, you know this real good? Like this what I, this in my head, in my head, my whole life, in my head. This I go through. Hey, salute to Scrappy. Man, that's deep. I've known Scrap for a long, long time. You know, um, when I started uh, doing radio in my younger days coming out of college, uh, Scrap was getting popping. And so I think just because we were in the same age group, we related to each other. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just to see him continue to, you know, find success and, and find a place in this crazy showbiz thing has been dope. But, but I think the biggest thing has been seeing him find love with Bambi and, yeah. you know, their family and their kids. And hearing this revelation on TV, so many people can relate. And I think one of the biggest things they can relate to is the inner conflict of, I know that this was not right, but I still love my parents because mm-hmm. they're my parents. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, though that, that thing can, can really drive people crazy because it makes you think that you're wrong for feeling the feelings that you know you have, uh, because it somehow makes you feel like you are, uh, dissing your 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 parent you know and even in mm-hmm. this he yeah. says like he makes a point of like affirming her and saying i love my mom i love you know thank you for holding it down but also like none of this was good and mm-hmm. none of this was really something that i should have had to deal with i think a lot of us um i've never i i will say i did not have this experience growing up but i know a lot of folks that have had similar experiences and it isn't until adulthood that I think a lot of folks start to realize, wait a minute, that was not normal. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm okay, that is in me and it shows up in ways that are still toxic. And, and, and big salute to Scrappy for that too, because I, just like Scrappy, I'm a mama's boy. You know, I'm a mama's boy. And for, for, for a man to hold on to that for so long 
and then to let it out to his mom, the person he thinks the world of, mm-hmm. finally let that out. And mm-hmm. also let the cameras catch that. Right. And everybody else who was in the room right. and allow that to even make it past the court, the cutting floor and everything. Like salute to him for allowing that. You know, I really appreciate just that. That it, that is strength. That right yeah. there is strength. The vulnerability that he allowed himself to go to. But then also, like you said, to show that on national television, so many black folks carry this baggage around and mm-hmm. think of it as shameful. They think of it as something they need to ignore. Think of it as something they need to push to the back. You don't forget these moments as children. You know, like there's this thing that people don't realize that your kid brain processes things at the way that it does when you're a kid. When you're an mm-hmm. adult, you have more tools, you may have more resources, more experiences, but your body remembers the way that your brain received it as a child. And so the work that you're doing in therapy is to basically teach your brain and your body how to undo those reactions now that you have more tools to understand how to undo it. It's really, it's, it's, it's powerful to see this. And I and I um I know that in order for him to get to this point, he's had to do a lot of self-work. So, you know, shout out to him. And this is gonna make him a better father. This is making him a better a partner. Um, because this is also how you get to the bottom of your triggers. And you start to realize, wait a minute, I am showing up in my life as an adult with trauma that is harming other people. And it's based on the harm other people did to me. And so that's why Mm. they say hurt people, hurt people. people. But I want to encourage everybody who's listening. I want you to know that your past doesn't have to be your present. You do not have to carry that with you any further. You can be the ending of these generational curses Curses. and of these, these traumas. And we now more than ever have access to the ways to our, to therapy and, and meditative practices, et cetera. And a friend of mine once said, you know, shame on your parents for what they did to you back in the day, but shame on you for staying that way. So I encourage everybody, I encourage everybody, I encourage everybody to take hold of your wellness and know that you do not have to be your past. Now, if you missed any moment of the Amanda Seal show today, you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And stay connected with the show, by the way, at theamandasealshow.com. It's the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Yes, yes, y'all. We did it, Nils. You, you sound like we just ran up the top of the Rocky Steps again. <laughs> <laughs> Our first week in the books right here on 100.3 WRB. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I am Nils. Yeah, we now, did it. We did it. And I'm going to be in Philly all weekend celebrating that. So check me out tonight. I'll be hanging out at Reserve on Art Street saying hello to our listeners at the 90s Afterwork Mixer with DJ Caesar. Then on Saturday, I'll be stopping by our Thanksgiving giveaway at 52nd and Parkside ShopRite. So come through. Then Saturday night, 
Check me out at the Miller Theater, y'all. I'll be doing stand-up comedy. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. Can't wait to see you, Philly. All right, log on to rnbphilly.com and catch up on stuff that you missed this week, all right? And you can check out the podcast, the daily podcast, available wherever you get your podcast at, too. Stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. Y'all have a great weekend. I'm going to see you at Wakanda wearing all white. And I'm going to see you Monday right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We up! We up, we up, we up.